Welcome, listeners, to The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon, the podcast that highlights cozy and traditional mysteries. You won't find stories filled with explicit sex or graphic violence. You will find interviews with authors who create crime fiction filled with intriguing plots, engaging characters, and high-quality writing. Thanks for listening. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon. I'm Alexia Gordon, author and host of the podcast. My guest in the corner today is Michelle Scott, author of A Killer Margarita, A Wine Lover's Mystery. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, thank you for having me. A Killer Margarita is the seventh Wine Lover's Mystery. Would you please tell us about your series and what your sleuth's up to this time out? Sure. So um, this series is the Wine Lover Mystery Series. It's I also call it the Nikki Sands Mysteries because that's my heroine. And um, she, Nikki, is she's a she manages a winery in Napa. And unfortunately for Nikki, or fortunately for cozy readers, she comes across dead bodies in every book, and she goes to work at solving them. So in a Killer Margarita, um, that her and her a very quirky kind of eclectic crew uh, travel down to Mexico. And, um, you know, of course, in, in Nikki Sands world, there's going to be a dead body. And there is one that washes up on the shore at the beach down in, in, in Mexico. And it's uh, set during the holiday season. So it's kind of timely for now. And um, it's a pretty fun escapade that she goes on with, with everyone, with her, her, her sidekicks and, and her boyfriend. So, oh, actually he's her husband at this point. That's right, <laughs> he got married. I, I've written a lot of books, like I told you. So I have to keep track of everything. Oh, no, sorry, that's my dog whining at me. I apologize for that. Hello dog. Yeah, yeah, she wants attention, so. Uh, now, most of the Wine Lovers Mysteries take place in the Napa Valley in California. So what drew you to the Napa Valley as a setting? Well, um, when I, so when I wrote the first book in the series, Murder Uncorked, um, you know, I had been writing thrillers for a while and I, I had, this was prior to being uh, published and I hadn't sold anything. And um, I just was in, I was in wine country. I'm originally from Southern California and I was in wine country. And I, I you know, I grew up reading all Nancy Drew's like, I, I've always been a mystery lover. And I thought, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be fun to set a whodunit in such a, you know, romantic, beautiful, you know, setting like Napa Valley is in the intrigue of the wine and, and food. And um, it just, I, it, that's why I just, I love the, I love the setting of, of wine country and I'm a foodie myself. I love to cook. So in the um, chapters where Nikki either has makes a meal or goes out to dinner i've incorporated i've included recipes and wine pairings in the in the books and do you develop the recipes yourself some of them i do some of them i've actually gotten from chefs in the local region um i now am have relocated to the bay area so i'm very close to wine country uh but yeah so i love to cook so i do what I tend to do is find something I really like, like a recipe, and then I, I add to it or, you know, change it up a little bit. No, sorry. Sorry for the interruption. What's your dog's name? 
Lala, and she's an older dog. She's a 10-year-old uh, half lab, half pit rescue. And um, I, she is really wanting my attention for whatever reason. Usually she's not quite like this with me. Well, she knows she what yeah, she wanted her. She wanted her five minutes here, right? Yes. Well, a cozy wouldn't be a cozy without a dog or a cat, right? That's very true. In fact, uh, yeah, there is a dog that Nikki has in, in the series, Ollie, and he's he's a Ridgeback, Rhodesian Ridgeback. I had Rhodesian Ridgebacks years ago, and um, so he's he's kind of he's his own character in the books, and kind of a fun character. So yeah. So so your dog just wanted to make sure that you mentioned. Ollie. Clearly. There for, for equal representation, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. I think you're right. <laughs> She's a character. Now you, you've talked about loving to cook and, and how you developed some of the recipes yourself and got some from, from chefs, you know. So what kind of research did you do into the inner workings of the wine industry? Oh, okay. So that was really fun. Like I had a good friend who, um, she sold, uh, wines for wineries. Um, and she kind of taught me, like gave me a crash course on not, not necessarily winemaking that came separate, but on tasting notes and, and like really like how to, you know, what wine pairs well with what, and that kind of thing. And then I would uh, go to the wine country frequently and just go talk to winemakers and and just learn, you know, as much as I could about how how the grapes are grown. Uh, just really kind of getting into the setting and that feeling because I may not include everything in the books, but but you know when you're writing these, uh, you you want your books to feel real to life. And, and so I, I really enjoyed going up and doing the research for a variety of reasons. I had plenty of wine. <laughs> if, if you had to pick a wine to pair with your series, what would you pick? Oh, oh gosh. Oh my gosh. That's a tough one. There's so many good wines. Um, or just which is your favorite, if that's easier. You know what I'd like? I, I actually like red blends. I like, I like, you know, I think they're, I think they're, they're fun and um, they, they kind of go with a lot of, with a variety of foods. So I, I tend to go for a red blend. Um, I, I, I admit I'm more of a whiskey drinker myself, so I'm, I'm not a wine expert, although I did have some Apothic Inferno uh, which is finished in whiskey barrels, which is, is excellent. So that it was is, <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I, I like whiskey too. So we'll, we would get along just fine. <laughs> Maybe I should do a whiskey mystery series. I think that's probably been done though. <laughs> could never have too many whiskey mystery series. Okay. <laughs> now, now, Killer Margarita though, is a little bit of a switch. Instead of being in wine country, it's set in Mexico. So what prompted the shift to the new location? Uh, well, I've traveled a lot in Mexico in the past, and I had been down there the previous holiday season on vacation, and it just, I just decided to, to do a different setting and really focus on um, Mexican cuisine, and I also have, I don't think you would call, I don't know if it's a fascination, but an interest in like the cartel, which is another, I write, I, I think I've told you, like, I, I write under a pen name and I wrote, written a book called The Cartel. So I kind of, and I, I know you've read A Killer Margarita, so there's the vibe, there's a little bit of that 
in there, but not as harsh as what you would typically see when you're dealing with the cartel per se, right? So um, I kind of just wanted to include all of that. It was, and I really, I, I love the beaches and I love the culture. So that, that was why I took, I had them go there. And so another thing that you did uh, that was a little different, um, you uh, published a One Lover's Mystery that was a short story, uh, mm -hmm. a perfectly purloined Pino, I managed to say that. <laughs> so how, how did writing a short story differ from writing the full length novels? Well, so I did two short stories. I did that one. And then I did one called uh, Dog Gone Dog, which is focused on the dog in, in the series. And um, it's, it is hard for me to do short stories, honestly, because I, I have, you know, I've created, you create a world and it's pretty expanse and you know, these characters and but I, what I needed to do was there had been a lag time between books and I needed to bridge that lag time with stories, with, with these shorter excerpts to have it all come together to make sense for everybody who's read the entire series, right? So, I mean, I like to, I think that they all can be read as standalones, but I think the majority of my readers with this series, they, they, they tend to, even if they start, let's say with book three or book four, they will go back, but these shorts kind of bridge that gap for in, in that lag time of writing for me. But not as easy as writing a novel. For whatever reason, short stories are just not as easy for me. Yes, they are, they are hard. People who think short stories are, are easy, I think, have never written a short story. <laughs> I would agree with that. Yes, for sure. And, and as, as we mentioned, Killer Margarita is the seventh a full-length one lover's mystery so with two short stories it's kind of the ninth so how do you keep things feeling fresh in, in a long-running series like that you know what what I found in long-running series is that what what really keeps readers coming back I mean you always know in a cozy that you're going to get a murder and you have red herrings and you have and you know you, there's a puzzle to put together right but for me what keeps the readers and, and what keeps it fresh is the subplotting pieces, which are the relationships amongst the characters. So, you know, there's always a, a little bit of a twist and turn in their lives. And, and if you can get your reader connected to the characters, then you have readers for life in that series, I feel like, because, because our lives aren't static, right? Like, right. So like in real life, it's always, something's always changing and moving and, and so I think that's how you keep it fresh. And you, you think of it, you think of them as real people and, and what, might, what might throw a curveball in their life that would interest your readers to have them root for them or if, if they don't like the character, you know, not root for them, that kind of thing. So that, that's how I, I, I look at it or approach it. And speaking of rooting for, um, it sounds like uh, some, some TV folks are maybe rooting for you. You mentioned the TV option. Yes, yeah, the series has been optioned and we have some, uh, we have a, a couple really cool creators looking at it too and some showrunners and so then it's gone, it's, it's sitting on a few actresses desks, I hope they're reading it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, and it's, it's all uh, Hollywood is you, you just never know, right. And so you keep your fingers crossed and you just the way also I look at things in that aspect is that um, I'm a I'm a writer. I write books, and if something comes out of it that goes to Hollywood, then that's like that's like a cherry on the top, right? I mean, that'd be really cool. 
but you know, it, I'm, I'm, I'm an author. That's what I do. And, and you do it prolifically. You mentioned that you've written several series, including uh, what's of paranormals and uh, thrillers. Uh, so what are some challenges of writing multiple series that are so completely different from each other? And also, could you talk a little bit about your, your thriller series? Yeah, I think um, the, the challenges for me, the real challenge isn't so much in switching genres. I tend to write what I want to write when I get an idea. And if I like the idea and I can create a character that I find I want to spend, you know, six to eight months with, or these days shorter because of, because of the way readers have, you know, have changed as far as in their habits with binge reading and especially now with COVID. But um, I, yeah, I, I write what I want to write when I want to write it. Um, the, the, but the real challenge for me, honestly, is the fact that I get all these ideas. And for me, it's staying focused. Like, I'm like, okay, no, you're writing this book right now. You're not writing that book. You can file that idea and go see that, go, go deal with that later. Right. So I, I have to just it, make a practice of really late doing laser focus. Otherwise I would be and I've done this, I, I have, where I get maybe 150 pages in and then I go, oh no, but I want to go work on this now and I'll come back to this. And you don't get anything done that way, right? So you have to just file the ideas and hope that they're as good as you think they are when you came up with them, when you when you go back to it. Um, but writing in different genres doesn't, that's not a, that's not a huge challenge for me. The, the, th the thrillers that I write are, are far different than the cozies, right? They're gritty, they're, there's violence, there's, you know, it's a different, it's a different readership. Um, and so therefore I do write under a different name. I think a lot of people know the crossover. My, my pen name is AK Alexander and it stands for my children, Anthony, Caitlin and Alexander. Um, but I don't, I don't find it a, too much of a challenge to cross over. There's, there's no chance of Nikki accidentally showing up in a thriller about a drug cartel. Yeah, you know, it's been uh, taught, uh, people have mentioned it to me before. I just don't see it because Nikki has this, right, like she's sarcastic and this dry wit. And I don't know that she would fit in a thriller. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, I don't know if my Holly Jennings character, which is my character in my one thriller series, would fit in with a Nikki world, you know? <laughs> She would think these people are way too kooky for her. <laughs> so, so what's next for you? Um, so I'm currently working on a, the sequel to, I guess what you would call it in, in a genre, if there was a genre category for it, it's a, it's a paranormal cozy. Um, and the, the book is called The Dead Celeb, the first book in the series. And I am writing the second one right now. It's The Dark Portal. And that will be out early spring, February, March. That's what I'm, that's what I'm, I'm working on. And then I, I am going to, the way I laid out my calendar, I do have another like straight cozy idea that I wanna, I wanna work on. And it'll include recipes too. <laughs> uh, and, and paranormal cozies are definitely a is a sub sub genre. Um, I write a paranormal cozy, so I can vouch for that. Yeah, they're fun. They are fun.
Yeah, it's fun to create those worlds, I think. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the dead celeb? Sure. Um, so the dead celeb, my character, Evie, uh, has this, this gift that when she touches you, um, she can see the most traumatic experience you've ever had. And that touch is almost like putting a Band-Aid on that, that, that trauma. So it softens it for the, for the person. So she, she's very wary about touch. But anyway, she comes from a small town in Brady, Texas, and she moves to LA. She's a musician and she moves to LA and she winds up in a roundabout way, uh, house sitting in, in a, at a house in um, Hollywood Hills and an estate really. And it's haunted by a murdered um, uh, grunge rocker from the nineties. And then another mystery ensues in that the, the bar that she plays uh, music at, she befriends the guy who runs the bar and, and Nick is murdered as well. So it's all, she's, she's solving it. There's um, of course a dog, Mama Cass, and there's a cat that comes along. Um, Matt, uh, McConaughey is the cat's name. And it's just a lot of fun. It is a very different world because she learns about um, she learns about what I what I called in these books the tears. So there's there's a, a dark tear and a light tear, and the earth is the gray tear. And it's just there's a there's a lot to the book, but there's and there's a lot of laughs. Now this one I will tell your tell your audience there is a character in there with a very very foul mouth. So if you don't like if you if you don't approve of 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 the f word, you probably don't want to pick this book up. But this character, and my character, my main character, she's so sweet. She'd never use a swear word in her life. So she's, of course, always appalled and thinking, I really need to wash her mouth out, like, with so badly. So it's it's fun. It is a fun book. I, I probably, probably, I always say this when I think about books, but that one may have been my favorite book to write because I would just find myself, like, laughing out loud as I'm writing it. Um I think of it like one another another writer, J.R. Rain, um, told me, he said, it's like Suki Stackhouse meets the Ghost Whisperer is the best way to think of it. That sounds like fun. It is fun. It is fun. Yeah. And you said the second book was called The Dark Portal? The Dark Portal, yes. And I'm, I should have a cover release here in the next six weeks. I So, yeah. I'm, I'm working, I, like I said, I'm working feverishly, but uh, I stopped kind of feverishly writing for the, till the end of the year this week because with Christmas and stuff, and I just decide I'm going to, I'm going to focus on family and then hit the ground running in the new year. And you expect that one out in February? Yes. The end of February. Yep. So actually by the time people listen to this, it should be out. So where can we buy a copy of both The Dark Portal and The Killer Margarita? You know, you'll be, oh, well, Killer Margarita is, is Amazon and you'll be able to buy The Dark Portal, The Dead Slip. Those are going to be on, for anybody, it'll be really anywhere. If you, um, iBooks, uh, it'll be a wide, uh, I'm going to take that book wide for sure. But the, the Wine Mysteries, do really, really well with Amazon readers. So I've, I've kept that series, um, Kendall Unlimited exclusive. 
And and where can readers connect with you if they want to know more about either of your cozy series or your not so cozy thrillers? Sure, they can visit my website, which is michellescott.com. And it's Michelle with one L, M-I-C-H-E-L-E and uh, last name Scott, two T's. They can go there. They can um, email me off of there. And I, and also my, I believe my Facebook and Instagram, um, all that information's on there as well. So I, I love readers. I personally answer any emails they send me. It may take me a little time, but I do. And, uh, you know, I really like to connect with them. I do. I, I figure readers are the reason I get to do what I love to do. And, and I go into writing each book. This is a weird thing. Maybe some people might think because of what I write, right? Mysteries and thrillers. But my intention with each book that I write is that this book will be a touch point of joy for the reader that reads it. And what I really mean by that is that, you know, we don't always live in, it, life isn't always easy, right? I mean, look at what's occurring in this day and age. And, and so I want whatever, when somebody picks up one of my books, whether it's one of my thrillers or a mystery or a paranormal, whatever it is, they actually get to be taken out of their day to day and, and go into a whole nother world and be entertained. And I just want them to, to, to have that feeling. So by all means, readers reach out. I love to hear from them. Well, thank you very much for joining me in the corner today, Michelle. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And it was and having it was my nice dog Lala too. This was nice meeting you, Lala. My, my cat Agatha says hello. Oh, tell her he said hi. <laughs> and thank you listeners for tuning in to another episode of the Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon. My guest today was Michelle Scott, author of A Cure Margarita, A Wine Lover's Mystery. I'm Alexia Gordon, your host. Until next time, goodbye. All right, thank you. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating or review. Help me keep bringing you fun and informative chats with authors of cozy and traditional mysteries by supporting the podcast on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash author Alexia Gordon. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you.